Good evening. Welcome to another episode. So we've got three topics today. One on request of the audience, the Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson controversy. Then we're going to talk about the Yanks rotation. Then we got a little surprise, a little surprise at the end. So first, uh, Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson. So earlier in the year, Donaldson tagged, this was in Chicago, Josh Donaldson, the Yankee is playing third base, tagged Tim Anderson, the White Sox second baseman, when he was leading off third. They got into it. And then on May 21st, Donaldson slid into second base. They got into it again, walking off the field. And what's the controversy? Basically what Donaldson said, you know, the idea is Donaldson called him Jackie for Jackie Robinson. Donaldson said in 2019, when he was with Atlanta, Tim Anderson, who did an interview with Sports Illustrated, he said he 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 called, he considered himself the modern day. I feel kind of like today's Jackie Robinson. So he referred to himself as Jackie Robinson. And Donaldson said he claimed he was joking about it. Quote, in 2019, he called himself Jackie Robinson. I don't know what's changed. I've said it to him from the past years, not in any matter, just joking around from the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson. If he deemed that it was disrespectful, I apologize. That is not what I was trying to do by any manner. After the game, Tim Anderson said, he said, what's up, Jackie? I don't play like that. I don't really play at all. I wasn't really bothering nobody today, but he made the comment. It was disrespectful. I don't think it was called for. It was unnecessary. Then the reporter said, Tony, referring to his manager, Tony Russo, said it was racist. Anderson said, yeah, same, same, along that same line. Then it came out of then about four days later because everyone said, well, was it joking around? Did you guys have this joke going back a few years? Anderson said that when Donaldson had called him Jackie a few years ago, he revealed that he told Donaldson to stop calling him Jackie. I told him we never have to talk again, Anderson said. So there you go. So here's my take. Um, here's what I say about it. Number one, I think Donaldson is they, – they were definitely – there's definitely bad blood between them. So I don't think Donaldson was joking around. I think he was trying to get under Tim Anderson's skin. Just like he tried to get under Lucas Giolito's skin last year when he hit a home run, he said, no more sticky stuff. He did the same thing to Garrett Cole. This is what Josh Donaldson is. He is an agitator. This is, you know, if you compare him to the NBA, it's like a, D- a Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman. That's why the Yankees got him. Uh, Ke- Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, whatever you want to say. I don't think Draymond goes out of his way to agitate. Either way, but this is why the Yankees traded for him. They needed more spunk, more attitude. He's not a likable guy, but I think what he was doing to, to Anderson is what he did to Giolito. It's what he did to Garrett Cole last year. And this is Donaldson being Donaldson. I don't think it's being racist, especially because Tim Anderson, he called himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson. So <laughs> Donaldson's just going at him. Um I don't think Donaldson should have been suspended. And in my opinion, stories like this take away from real racism. And it's it's a shame. Real racism is a young black kid from the outer boroughs who gets passed over for a midtown internship at a bank 
because the hiring department feels more comfortable with a white Manhattan kid whose resume might not be as good. That to me is racism. That's something to talk about. This to me is just trash talk. Tim Anderson, not, you know, Tim Anderson referring himself as today's Jackie Robinson and then getting mad when Donaldson brings it up. To me, it's trash talk. It was stupid of Donaldson. I don't know why he's going there, but this is what he does. He's, he's a little, he's out there. And so I don't think it was a good move by Donaldson. I think it's stupid. Um, he's causing controversy, but racism, I, I don't think he's doing that. What do you think? You know what? I actually, I'm right on point with everything you're saying. I actually agree with that. I think Donaldson did a good job in the post-game interview. He seemed honest. Where that's, I truly don't think he thought he was being racist. I don't think he said, what's up, Jackie, thinking I'm going to be racist to you. And his post game, he was honest. You could just see the look in his face. He said, let me go. First off, let me give you some context. He rewinded. Then he said, if he took it that way, then I apologize. Where I do think he was a little kind of shady with everyone is Zav's, I completely agree with Zav. He meant to instigate him. And that he backed off, maybe because all of a sudden now it's racism he's being accused of. He has to say, like, oh, he can't really divulge that he was trying to get under skin. But that's exactly what it was. And this is something I never heard anywhere. It is trash talk. And Anderson has to open himself up to that. This is sports. You call out the next Jackie Robinson. Like Zoff said, he's an instigator. And he said it to get under his skin. That's why I think Donaldson was kind of not being completely honest. But I do think that he wasn't being outwardly racist or he thought he was being racist. You can't say that to him. You can't say that. Getting under someone's skin, say, hey, Jackie, you can't say that in this day and age. And that's why he got suspended. And that's why, like, yeah, he got suspended. But I don't think he meant it in a racial tone. It was stupid. It was no, stupid. No, but I, listen, I get it. He's out on the field. He doesn't like Tim Anderson. He's cocky. Tim Anderson is so cocky. He hit that home run against the Yanks in the field. He is loud. He's not a likable guy. Donis, Donaldson's not a likable guy either. He wants to get under his skin. Here's this guy on the next Jackie Robinson. He's looking down. Hey, Jackie. I like. I would want to say that's the exact trash talk I would give someone. If like LeBron James said, oh, I'm the next Michael Jordan. You know, you go up to him, hey, Michael Jordan. You know, it's. It's perfect trash talk and it's deserved trash talk because he's comparing himself on the next Jackie Robinson. If you want to get on the skin, that's something you say. It just so happens to be you're trying to get under a black athlete's skin and you're mentioning Jackie Robinson. Who The that's second you think of the word Jackie Robinson, you think of racial, you know, racial problems in baseball. And that was the thing. It's not that he called him. It's not that it's who it's. Who it is. But that's why it was stupid at Donaldson. It was. It was, it was just stupid. Well, it, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. He didn't. I, I truly don't think when he no. said it, he thought it was. He wasn't thinking racial. of being racist. No. Not at all. No. And then I think he realized after, like, uh, oh, man, like, now it kind of is racist. But I don't think he was purposely out there being racist. I don't think he would be that dumb. Or I don't think he's that. I don't think there's a lot of racism in, in baseball like that no. either. I mean, they're all teammates. Exactly. And when, ex, ex, the, the true barrier, the true breaker of racism is a locker room. If anything breaks racism, if there's anywhere in the world where there's no racism, it's in a locker room amongst teammates. Yeah, you, you can't get away with it. It's your true colors. You guys, in a baseball team, 
you're together six months and half the time you're on the road. You're with these guys more than with your, with your family. So if you are a true racist, it's coming out. And all right, so we'll go on from there. Um, quickly, second topic. Yankees still dominating, but there's definitely their bullpen's gotten injured. The lineup's not really hitting. But man, that starting rotation has just, it's been historic. And I just got a few numbers. Over the last month, the starting rotation, 15 and 2, best in baseball. Innings pitched, best in baseball. ERA, best in baseball. Walks per nine innings, best in baseball. Hits per nine innings, best in baseball. The starting rotation has the Yankees are the best team in baseball. Their lineup is not that great. Their and bullpen has struggled. The bull, well, it made a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. I saw, I heard a stat. Before the end of last of May, they the bullpen had an unbelievable ERA. Since, I think, May 20th, they have a 6 ERA. Yeah. Bullpen is imploded. That's what bullpens do. The starting rotation is what is holding this team together and has been the saving grace and the reason for the streak. And what I like about the starting rotation, they complement each other very well. You've got Cole and Severino, who are the hard-throwing fastball guys. Then you've got Tyone and Montgomery, who are more your Houdinis. They mix and match. And then you got Nestor Cortez, who's just Cy Young candidate. Cy Young candidate, but just a 1.5 ERA. An anomaly. And he just unbelievable. All, any type of pitch, any type of angle. He's just he's fooling play. He's fooling hitters and all together. That's that's what I that's the number one reason to watch right now. You see well, the also with the starting rotation. One thing that doesn't get brought up, and I think this is the most important stat, because as we know, Yankees offense is not that great. As we've just seen, the bull, bullpens implode, period. I don't care what it is. I mean, remember Chapman last season? He had a zero ERA for the first half of the season. Then he just imploded. Bullpens implode. To me, the real thing is every five starters, they show up every five days and this is the best stat to me i looked at the leaders and in innings pitched the yankees starting five are in the top 30 innings pitched and just look how consistent these guys every day it's one 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 they're not getting injured they're going deep listen to this nestor cortez 60 in innings pitched garrett cole 64 severino 55 uh montgomery 53 that's the rotation. They're all showing up every day. They're not missing starts. That's when you start losing. When you miss starts, you yep. bring up a Michael King to start. He goes three innings. He gets rocked. The bullpen comes in. That's how you lose these games. These pitchers are showing up every day. They're pitching their innings. They're not imploding. And it's putting our weak offense in the in the situation to get a win. Just like today. Just like today. Gallo, you know, Gallo got his homer. We were down two. We kept it close. Monty, I think it was Montgomery. Yep. He went six innings, just two runs or six point something. Gallo is never going to do anything. But once every two, three weeks, Gallo's going to get a home run. He got it today, and we won the game. All right. There you go. So the starting rotate, let's let's see if they can keep it going. You got to stay healthy. Stay he healthy rotation. Stay healthy and just not have imploding games. Give up two, three runs. All right. Here's So before we get to our last topic, a little intro. 
That's right. A little movie review. Okay. Did they use a new song. A new song. No, that's the, the exact. The opening is exactly the I same. They changed up the guitar. Nope. nope. So let me. Good for that. Let me go through my review. First of all, what I loved is the similarities to the other old movie. The identical opening, text, Top Gun music, both action movies, both Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, brought back the music just like the opening. Now, where do I compare them? This one, I thought, was the plot was better. It was more gripping. The storyline, the actual... The first one, the, the, the fighter scenes weren't that interesting. This one, they were. That scene where Tom Cruise, when he's been fired, then he comes back and shows them the mission can be done. You're on the edge of your seat. The actual fighter scenes are better. Well, the, the, you know, it's aviation-wise, it was incredible. Yeah. They actually went in the sky. People were saying this will never be done again. It's never been done before. I think Cruz called it a love affair to aviation. And this was hardcore. They did this right. Yep. The, and it is. And in the filming, it uh, was unbelievable. unbelievable. It was an unbelievable movie from that sense. Where I do give the older movie a little bit of a heads up, was amongst the young Top Gun fighters, the chemistry and the scenes in the old one were better. Locker room. The locker room between Maverick and Iceman. That was good. The scene in the bar when they sang You've Lost That Love and Feeling. All and those. military life. That military, the trash talk, yeah. that was better. People in the military, those are the scenes that you know, tie yeah. them to it. And that, 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 that aspect was better than the old one, but overall you give this one a, you know, this one delivered. And what I also loved about this movie is it brought you to the movie theater. You were in the movie theater for the first time in a long time, watching an action movie, watching a, Tom Cruise, Memorial Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, old school, old school, American living, old school. And there was nothing political old pushing movie. an agenda. That's true. Nothing in this movie. Like, for example, when I when I saw the latest um, James woke. Bond, nothing, nothing woke. woke. It, it, they did make a political statement. They did. But no, like I heard Tom Cruise put a Taiwan patch on. Yes. Bag. You read that? It's almost an anti-woke statement. Yeah, By doing that, he then counts out of China. My, you know, China's not playing the movie. Yeah, they're not playing it in China. So it, it was it it was a political statement, but it was unique because all movies political are now statements more woke. now are woke. Exactly. So it was a it was a it was a political statement in the fact that it didn't go woke, which is exactly what you're going to say about James Bond. It's like James Bond giving up the driver's seat to a gay a woman. Movie. Yeah, exactly. So that it wasn't. Yeah, James Bond. You know, a woman, you had a new woman who's taking over 007. That's the complete – James Bond is a chauvinistic male secret agent with many flaws. Exactly. They've now they've, – they've, okay, now we're going to put a woman in there. They, Which is cool, fine. You put a woman in James Bond. But it's just – it's so overdone and saturated. It loses its edge. Now, like, we're watching James Bond. Instead of, like, oh, cool, you know, a woman is moving – it's just like, oh, here they go. Yep. They let the intern writing the movie get in their little political point. It just – And this it, movie didn't, didn't have that. James Bond. And this movie did not have that. It was just action, pure and simple, old-fashioned movie. That was conscious. Yeah. 
Wow. Cruz, I think Cruz consciously said, I'm going to be a classic. And listen, the country is responding. Oh. The country loves it. Loves it. So I recommend it. All right, guys, that's a wrap for this week. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Oh. All right.